0: Right. Welcome back to another uh, episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. And uh, we just, uh, here in southern Indiana, kind of went through a weather spell and interrupted a series of customer uh, meetings that we had uh, in lieu of, a, of a one big annual meeting. Um, we, we brought the, the annual meeting, Ryan, closer to the customers. And we had that delayed for um, Ligoti and Worthington areas because of the uh, weather events <clears throat> we had.
1: Yeah, we just concluded our 7th one this past Friday. And uh, uh they were well attended, I think, for what they were fighting. Um, yeah, we had we had some ugly weather and, and it caused a postponement which which might have affected some of our uh, some of our turnout, but it was a good opportunity for um, our management crew to, to get around, have a meal, pretty non uh, non-formal, informal. I guess uh opportunity to just sit and visit uh share a little bit about the the final year 2021 uh coming off a merger on september 1 that was um that was a lot of topics on everybody's mind how's this going what's it look like there's some still some questions so uh, so yeah as we jumped into that we we kind of highlighted the the points business points from our annual report and um we can jump into some of those if you yeah, want so.
0: uh, just for our listeners um, we both of us have copies of the annual report uh, in front of us and we thought this would be a good way just kind of get the get the annual report results out to out to a wider audience that maybe couldn't a- attend one of the customer meetings and brian I, th- I know you did several updates at the meeting so why don't you just kind of take us through uh, kind of your update for our listeners well as we as we uh
1: address the audience, the the main things we wanted to talk about was our four main business priorities, uh, which are protect the balance sheet, reinvest uh, back into our current businesses, pursue new ventures and opportunities, and return cash back to our members. That's a, Those are our four guiding principles as we go forth um, every day in our day-to-day operations. So that requires us to not only uh, manage our financials, and uh, make sure that we're doing the best we can possibly do for our members. But it's constantly forced us to look ahead. And as you're managing uh, those financial results, you think, uh, I I should probably look here close term. Where can I cut expenses? And and, and where are things that I can do to uh, bring more money um, into the company and then in return, return those back to our members? There's a lot of strategy involved in that, and we have had some uh, pretty good-sized investments here lately, growing the company a couple um on top of the merger between White River Co-op and Premier that became uh, official on September 1 of 2021 uh, the purchase of a of a fuel business in Taylorsville Kentucky um Following that that principle by uh, by our CEO, who says if we're good doing business a hundred miles north of the Ohio River, we should be good a hundred miles south of the Ohio River as well. He stated that many times, and was looking for opportunities in Kentucky, and we found one, um, and ended up making that purchase, which is now allowing us to fuel and um and other products not only from country mark in our indiana businesses uh, as our primary supplier but we're, we're all the way into knoxville and nashville tennessee now bringing fuel back into that kentucky market uh we also purchased uh, the former richards elevator in columbus edinburgh area uh and that is now our columbus grain facility so um with the with the merger, Premier became back in. They they got back into grain from a marketing standpoint. We've been in grain for a long time uh, due to the feed and our shared livestock interests um, with our swine link operation. But uh, but but White River had purchased a facility in, in 2017, and uh, it, it's so when the Richards opportunity came up, we looked at it thought it was a nice fit. It's a good opportunity for us to buy something back from our customers and our members. Um, so, so those were two large, uh, purchases that, that happened in 2021 as well, that reflected into, uh, this
0: annual meeting. So, yeah, and it's, a uh, one of the things is a farmer owned, uh, cooperative. We, we, uh, when we make money, we return it back to our owners. And this year we had a, we had a chance to have a patronage distribution rate. Um, I think a total of nearly three and a half million went back to our owners and uh, with a patronage distribution rate of 3.4%, just a little over 3.4% on uh, different uh, eligible products and services and 70% of that was in cash. So that returned, I think it was 2.3 million uh, in patronage back to our, to our uh, growers. And then on top of that, uh, the board, authorized the uh, an equity revolvement of 11.25 uh, percent from the uh, years of 2015 and prior and that was a uh, 1.1 million dollars in that equity revolvement which was uh, already taxed so that was taxed when it was issued um, as patronage and when we return that that's that's a non-tax you can't be taxed twice. I hope not now, but, uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but on this in this case, that's one point one million dollars of of, uh, of our owners' equity getting returned back in cash for a total of about three and a half million for um, for this year. And that's uh, if you look at the patronage refund rate, that trend line back to 2017. Uh, we're pretty pleased um, that we've re- returned that value back to our owners and um it really uh it it makes it makes us feel good that we're operating their business which they own in a profitable manner where we can reinvest back into operations and uh buy the type of equipment we need uh to get the job done for them and um still be able to 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 send back a portion of the earnings back to our owners
1: yeah and it's It's been a big uh, decision to try to figure out uh, how do we spend this money? How do we figure out with operating costs going up the way they are? We've talked about – uh, just the cost of our own fuel as we sell fuel and our customers look at the price of fuel they're like oh, it's just going out of control but, you know uh, for the co- uh for the fuel that the company uses for the co-op itself i mean we're looking at just versus last year of about a dollar a gallon higher uh just in what our costs are going to be so uh there's always that ebb and flow of of what we're making versus what we're spending and how do we better manage that and there's there's things that uh harold uh cooper our ceo he made the comment that it was the best of times the worst of times in 2021 he he refers back to 40 years plus in the business and he'd never seen all of our entities perform as well as they performed all in the same year given that running in the background is still COVID 19 we had uh even into late 2021 uh several businesses that were that were um hurt by the fact that we had so many employees out i mean we had divisions that were missing several employees we had whole facilities closed at one at at certain points of the time Um, supply chain still such a problem we're dealing with it um, going forward with with chemicals Uh, all of our customer farmers or members are understanding that there's allocations on certain products and we can delve into that if we need to but uh, this trucking thing is is even more of a of an issue and things that we have to manage and help our customers manage. It. And if we learn, we can pass that information on. This trucking thing has just gone from taking a couple of written tests and, and taking the driving test until you're fortunate enough to, to pass it to now um, uh, probably at least 120 classroom hours of uh of of trying to learn how to drive a truck plus a driving test and you know the cost of that has gone from a a few hundred dollars to several thousand dollars now and that's going to even affect our farmers so as we learn more about these things that affect our business we can help and say these are these are opportunities we have to help our members and and pass that value uh, along to them because somebody somebody's going to have to figure this out and and iron out some of these wrinkles but
0: yeah and it's as as Premier Ag, I mean, we're held to a we held ourselves, we we hold ourselves to to a higher standard of doing it right and making sure our drivers have the right licenses, our our trucks are safe and and uh, you know they pass DOT inspections and and if it's broke, it gets fixed and uh, that falls back into our safety. You know, we want to send all the employees home just as safe as they showed up and through COVID, that was a that was a challenge. I mean, it was it was hard on each business unit. And then in the same time that we're doing these things, we're trying for our owners uh, to invest in in things that are still uh, progressively uh, trying to be in front of things like carbon and um, how that's going to work with a grower. And there's a lot of folks that are trying to get between the, the end user or consumer of a carbon offset credit and and the farmer that produces it. And we're trying to navigate that space for them as well, and that takes some investment, takes some uh, takes some time, and takes some a lot of learning on our behalf on how to how to represent our owners in that space.
1: We broke out our annual report this year based on our uh, core values, and um, as we as we tried to highlight the things that. Uh, that represent that we do that represent those core values, and one of the things um, that's that's fun as an, as a farmer owned cooperative uh, this year, especially as we did uh, legacy, we were able to utilize a a farmer customer, uh, actually a couple brothers in in our annual report who could go back and and give testimony to to four generations and almost five decades of dealing with the co op and the fact that it's important to the to their operations and their growth and their progression into being the operations that they are today. Um, You know, they can relate back to sweeping bins for the co-op back when they were 17 and now the operations that, uh, that they both have even uh, they run them separately, but they, that's still, it's still one family. So uh, it was nice to, it was nice to be able to bring those owners in and say, you know, and have them say, this is a great thing. The co-op is a great thing. We own this company. We're
0: proud of that. And then you know, and something else uh, neat on that is is we go into integrity and doing what's right for people, animals, and and uh, the our environment. And one of the things we say in in agriculture in agronomy is what's what's good agronomically is always good environmentally. And with our SwineLink program, I think that generated as much interest as everything through the customer meetings was was how so we're participating. Participating in animal production and how, how, a, how a person can, I mean, the barrier to entry in grain farming is, is pretty high for a young person to get started. And I think uh, the swine link, I, I hope that by the end of the year, we'll have 20, 20 uh, buildings in swine link. And that allows a, a, a future farmer, a young farmer to, to participate in, in production agriculture and animal agriculture to to enter the market and and start a business now today. And it's if you're going to plant a tree it's always best to do it 20 years ago, but the next best the next best time to do it is today, right? And so we're looking for opportunities to expand that division and um uh, and uh, if you've got an interest to give us a call.
1: Yeah, we've been uh blown away by the response to that too as we've offered that out because um you know it's it's now to the point where we may be getting to where we need to be very selective as uh, as we go forward and say, hey, you know, we, we've got to look at contracts. How many animals are we going to sell? What is our intention? We want to keep growing, and if it's the right opportunity, we will certainly entertain
0: that with about anyone. I but, thought it was the right opportunity. I was going to have my wife uh, kind of head up the swine link. <laughs> In my mind, it was she was going to go out there and check the pigs and uh, and uh, no. I don't think she had the same vision that I did for a- <laughs>
1: assuming in your mind became a lonely place <laughs> after did. you suggested that. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably not on her agenda of things to do as I, uh, as, as I she would not suggest that did, at home either. She
0: did not so. share my vision No, and, uh, I didn't think I'd have the time, but I thought she had the time, but not, she didn't, that she did not care to, to invest in one of those. But I tell you, it's a good investment for some of our young farmers
1: yep yeah we look forward to that and then reaching out to our community in the way that we can help uh we highlighted the 4-h um and how we uh how we've been involved as well as uh you know we have retail and uh retail convenience stores uh another piece of our business mm-hmm. that um uh, it allows us to touch a lot of customers we talked about it with the uh, lp we've got a re- our reliable uh core value was um laid out by um our fuel department and our customer focus was laid out by our LP division. And the fact that as we, as we go to this annual meeting, we're talking to farmers, generally members, um, but, but LP and fuel and our retail businesses give us a customer touch point of so many people that aren't farmers. And, uh, it gives us an opportunity to go out there and and show co-op value, uh, to those who might not even be members and have them appreciate the fact that, now, these guys are local. We know these folks in our hometown. Um, are continuing to spend money here, generate uh, more revenue, and uh, and build and focus local, and, and that every day we've we've had many of these meetings, many of these conversations on our
0: podcast as well, and so many of the things that we
1: deal with are globally affected.
0: Yeah, and going back to uh, you know kind of our non-farm customers, but also our future employees ryan won't may not be coming from a farm and uh as we look to uh, 4-h and how we sponsor that in the past few years with the 4-h foundation um you know we're and we're trying to evaluate and decide how do we how do we set up opportunities for kids that may not come our new employees or future employees that won't come from a farm you know they may not have the um they may not live in an area that has where they could have livestock so, they may participate in 4-H in different ways. And uh, how do we get connected? How do we get those connect kids connected into agriculture? Yeah,
1: we're several generations away from uh, from the guys who actually farm. Regardless whether we're talking about land ownership or or potential employees, and um, and having that outreach and being able to bring people in here and say, this is an interesting. Uh, uh, way of life it's a it's a good opportunity to uh jump into this business and and it be something that's lucrative and rewarding both and uh, i don't think we can tout that enough but but that's the value of of the cooperative system and uh it's a long standing business it's nearly 100 years old in the state of Indiana and um it, it continues to go strong i would i would assume that it's probably close to 50% of the agricultural business that's in Indiana is is done under the co-op business model. Yeah i think
0: you're right Ryan. So, and i would uh, as we just kind of flip through the annual report i'd encourage if you want a copy uh to stop by one of the branches or talk to your account manager or uh, Or stop by the office here and pick up a copy. And it's a pretty good read.
1: It is. Not as good as a podcast. Not as good as a podcast. (laughs) We should remind everyone that the podcast, if you like to listen to us, we're available on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Music uh Google Podcasts and Facebook. And if you like to watch and see how goofy we really look when we do these things, uh we're available on YouTube as well. So feel free to like and subscribe and follow us if you get that opportunity and uh, and you like what we're
0: doing. All right. Well I think that's that wraps us up for a day, Ryan. So that's another episode of the High Ground powered by Premier Companies.